Welcome to OK-ish, a podcast all about mental health in the modern world. I'm Mary Ellen Dance, a licensed mental health therapist, here to strip away misunderstandings about therapy and share exactly what I do in an honest way. Don't worry, you won't hear inspirational quotes or be told to spend more time doing self-care. I'm here to get to the real stuff using my own experiences as a therapist and as a really messy human being. Come and laugh at yourself with me as you learn not how to become great, but how to become okay-ish. Good afternoon, or morning, actually. I record in the afternoon, but thankfully you can listen anytime you want. Anyways, I am Mary Ellen, your host and a very okay-ish human being. So you guys, we're doing it. We're in 2021. It's been a rough start, but hopefully we've been able to maintain some type of positivity and groundedness. Hopefully you've also been able to maintain some of the SMART goals you've set for the year and haven't given up already. I know I am working diligently on my own SMART goals, but they're always changing. They're flexible and fluid. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about right now, go back and check out episode 20, which is all about why resolutions don't work and how to set goals or intentions that you know will actually follow. So with that being said, it is January, which if you didn't know, is Mental Wellness Month. Woo! I love it. I love mental wellness. I love the brain. I love feelings. I love innermost thoughts and secrets. I love wellness and self-esteem and empowerment and all of that. I mean, I am a therapist, so it makes sense that I love these things and I hope I love these things. But you know, it's interesting. I've never loved the term self-care. Not because it isn't important, because self-care is obviously very important, but because people often misconstrue self-care right? Thinking that self-care is a simple fix or that, you know, any problem or emotional stress can be solved with just some good old-fashioned self-care. And although I'm excited to celebrate January as a mental wellness month, I kind of feel like wellness falls under that self-care umbrella. So as much as I love and value the terms wellness and mental wellness, today, I want to offer a different perspective. One might say that I want to expose the dark side of wellness. Okay, it was me that wanted to say that to sound cool. But before I go into this alternative perspective, I want to reiterate that, you know, wellness is a good thing, right? Like wellness is wellness, but it's more around our interpretations of wellness, how it's being communicated to us and shared with us, how we're internalizing wellness. And it's also really interesting and informative to be able to look at all sorts of perspectives to know what truly works for us. Wellness has a lot of different definitions, obviously, but it basically means being in a state of good health, positive health, right? So mental wellness is mentally healthy. Again, that's a wonderful thing. That's what my life's work is all about. But my question today is, has our mental wellness become more like a responsibility, more like a demand from society? Well, I'd kind of argue yes. Of course, it's our responsibility to keep ourselves healthy, right? It's our individual responsibility to go to the doctor, to take any medication if we're on any medication, to go see a therapist, which, you know, we're obviously all doing, (laughs) right? To not just be a nasty grump all the time. That's our responsibility, right? But I see the term bimorality a lot when talking about this. And that basically means this, this moral demand 
this moral demand to be healthy and happy. So this makes me wonder, are we getting judged if we're not always making healthy decisions? I think this is what makes me kind of frustrated with the term self-care sometimes. Like, no, what if I don't want to? So one thing that I sometimes do with my clients is just sit in negative feelings. What I mean by this is client will come and tell me something and my response will be like, wow, that sucks. And usually the client I've said that to looks at me and is kind of like, that's all you have for me? Like, don't you have a solution? Like, fix it. Can I somehow self-care my way out of this? And yes, there are things that can be done different, different ways of thinking, responding, all of that. But sometimes, you guys, things just suck. Sometimes things that are completely out of our control just suck. And I want to let you in on a little secret today. Feelings, emotions, all those things I love to talk about, they're meant to be felt. And when feelings are not felt, oh, those feelings get mad. They get angry. And those feelings make sure they are felt one way or another, right? Have you ever had the situation where you've been really stressed about something, but you don't have time to think about it? And so you put it off and put it off and try to ignore it and ignore. And then, you know, one day you're in the grocery store and just have a breakdown because it's been built up. Yeah, that's feelings being like, uh uh, I'm going to make sure you feel me one way or another. So, in order to make sure we can effectively feel our feelings in an appropriate way without having some type of mental breakdown at the grocery store or wherever it may be, we have to feel those feelings. Of course, we do not want to get stuck in the negative, but we need to feel our feelings because guess what? Those feelings are going to make you feel them. So I always tell those clients who are reluctant to say something sucks or feel those negative feelings and you know, want to find a quick trick to get out of it. You know, I tell them how important it is to sometimes just sit in our shit. No. We do not want to set up camp and live there. We don't want to live in our shit. But sometimes we need to sit there for a second in order to be able to move through it. And you know, I'm worried. I'm worried that this moral command to be happy and healthy has kind of taken that away from us. Again, by no means do I want people to be miserable. I do not want us all living in our shit. But I've seen what it does when we ignore that shit. And it comes up again just in different, more harming ways. The reason I'm worried is because I don't want anyone to feel guilty or bad about not, you know, quote unquote, pursuing wellness when sometimes we're just moving through our shit. Sometimes we are just in the process. So there's a new term out there. This new term is called the wellness syndrome. I actually read a book called The Wellness Syndrome recently, which had a lot of interesting points, and some of them I'm kind of summarizing here, and I will have that linked in my Instagram if you're interested in it. But the wellness syndrome refers to feelings like anxiety, guilt, or self-blame when we're not actively pursuing wellness. You guys, I felt that. And you know, some of that can be good, right? Like we should be motivated to do better for ourselves, to feel better, to move towards our potential and all that good stuff. But like increasing everyone's personal guilt, because let's be honest, we're always on the path towards wellness, right? Like wellness isn't a destination we can get to. It's kind of a constant state of growing, changing, learning, maintaining. So what happens when we fall short? Because I know I have fallen short before and have just felt bad about myself instead of recognizing that that's, you know, just a part of life. 
And guess what? Not always our fault. No, don't get me wrong. I am all about taking responsibility for one's actions. That is so, so, so important. Because at the end of the day, we as humans have very little control over anything except ourselves. But there are outside factors that influence us. There are so many outside factors or other things that impact us, right? It's not all our responsibility. We don't have to feel guilty. We don't have to feel guilty if we haven't met everything on our vision board or if we've taken a day off from doing whatever wellness activity, or maybe sometimes we've gone into just kind of a shitty week because we're moving through our shit. Again, we don't want to stay stuck there, but how can we do that without feeling this sense of guilt? So let me give you an example. The example I want to give, my friends, is the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh my gosh. Talk about lack of control. It sucked. We all know it sucked. And we have had very little control over anything. And I have had so many people say things to me like, yeah, I know I should have used this time for self-improvement, but I was really just focused on getting through the day. Holy cow. The last thing I want is for people to feel like, I know I should have used this time. No, 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 no. That's guilt. Getting through the day during COVID is a fantastic feat. We all know that right? Especially with some of our circumstances, working full-time, trying to teach kids at home, working in hospitals, treating those with COVID, taking care of loved ones, or alone without being able to see any loved ones. Like There there are so many different scenarios of just sucky situations that are out of our control right now because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And I hear people just feeling guilty That they aren't spending more time on self-improvement or, yeah, I'm home. I guess I could do, you know, a workout and I didn't. Yeah, that would be great. But feeling guilty about that, there's something wrong with that equation if you ask me. Or like, what about the choices that we truly are not responsible for? So with COVID-19, a lot of people lost their jobs. That had nothing to do with work performance or attitude or their own mental wellness or self-improvement, right? That was purely circumstantial. <laughs> we could not control that. And I've been unemployed before. It's, it, it's hard to focus all on wellness all the time during unemployment. So as you may know, I teach at a local college. And one of the college courses I, I teach is social psychology. So as you can imagine, this course is all about the social influence on us. Now, again, at the end of the day, as human beings, we're responsible for ourselves and our behaviors. But we cannot just force ourselves to, you know, be well and forget the impact that this has on us. It's really interesting because whenever I share psychological studies with these classes, with these social psychology classes that show conformity or, you know, the result of how people act in front of those with power or, how we behave when we know others are observing us versus when we're alone, right? There's so many different psychological studies about this kind of stuff. And I always get students that say, no way, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't fall into that trap. Because it's not a trap. It's just part of a human being. (laughs) It's part of, you know, as human beings, we're influenced by many things. It doesn't show weakness or anything. It's just, it's a part of life. And it's important to recognize that part of life. Again, not so that we can sit there and blame our circumstances to stay stuck or anything like that, but so we can look at the full picture. 
so that we, instead of feeling guilty or guilted into practicing wellness or taking responsibility, we can feel motivated to, yeah, let's be well, let's do my best. But that's going to look different for me than it is for the next person. And I think we've gotten away from that. We've gotten into this era of, I have to focus on wellness. I have to do self-care. Oh, it's so easy. Why am I not doing it? What's wrong with me? That's not a great attitude. That doesn't sound like wellness to me. So some gurus that research the wellness syndrome have said that it has led to record-breaking amounts of narcissism. Now, if we're trying to improve our mental wellness, that's a good thing. I don't think that means we're narcissistic. But it's interesting because these studies and these statistics show that instead of trying to change the world, people are only focused on changing themselves. Now, again, I'm not sure what I think about that, but it's a really interesting perspective. It kind of makes sense hearing that why so many of us got so focused on self-improvement during the COVID-19 pandemic because we literally couldn't change the world or anything else, right? So might as well focus on what we can control. Might as well look introspectively. So again, none of this means that I think that wellness is a bad thing. I think wellness is awesome and we should all be working towards, you know, continued physical, mental, relational wellness all the time. But I do want this to kind of challenge how we look at it, how we talk to ourselves about it, how we motivate ourselves to be well. These dark sides of mental wellness shouldn't be ignored because I'm aware of this stuff and I've fallen into it. I've fallen into like guilt or anxiety when I haven't been able to, you know, actively do something for my wellness because there's been an outside factor, whatever's going on. And at the end of the day, we don't, mental wellness is all about decreasing anxiety, decreasing guilt. So it's kind of this like crazy ironic thing that often mental wellness can increase those when we're putting all this pressure and stress on ourselves. It's important to recognize this. And maybe it would, maybe recognizing this will help us to feel less guilty or anxious. Or maybe it would help us to help others. Yes, improve ourselves. Or maybe it would help us in helping and supporting others. Yes, we want everyone to improve ourselves because we only have control over ourselves. But if we help ourselves and others recognize that the path to wellness has a lot of ups and downs, feeling guilty is not going to help us get there. That we can work towards mentally wellness while not doing all the self-care techniques that everyone says to do while falling short because that's just kind of part of the journey towards wellness. Maybe recognizing this and recognizing all sides of what this looks like will help us to know that we can be mentally well and we can be working towards improving our mental wellness while sometimes just feeling okay-ish. Disclaimer, this podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. 
Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.